Hi, we're Cardigan Academy, your helpers for all things mental health, parenting, and education. I'm Devani. And I'm Stacy. And today we're talking about Encanto. I love this movie. I've seen it twice so far. My youngest has seen it, I believe, 10 times. I know someone who's seen it more that might surprise you. Wait, is it one of your kids? No, it's a former Kloopy of ours, Lisa. Oh, yeah. And she said that she watched it daily between Christmas and New Year, sometimes more than once a day. We've had so many conversations in our home, in our family, about this being mostly, not entirely, different than your, refreshingly different than your stereotypical Disney movie, where there's mm-hmm. not a clear princess, villain, prince. Um, it's, it's, it's more complex than that. And I appreciate that they, it, it's like um, what we always say about Mr. Rogers, you know, treating kids as, who they are instead of thinking like expecting less from them. Mm-hmm. I feel like when you make a movie like Encanto, you're you're going into this knowing kids and adults alike. You expect more out of them. Like you're you're treating them as people who they're going to get it. Yeah, I also find that I can find something to cry about. And what I mean by that, it's not like Bambi's mom. It's more like Frozen Two is making me think of the sister relationship between Elsa and Anna. And I remember watching Frozen 1 and thinking, you know, we had just lost Violet and my sister's behind this door and I can't quite play with her. And we were taking Evelyn to the movie. And so I can find something (laughs) in any (laughs) Disney movie that I'm probably going to cry about. Yeah. And I think the thing, I get that, that makes sense. And I think within Kanto, what people are finding, what I found, and probably you too, is I spent the movie going, oh, I can relate to that. Oh, wait a minute. I can relate to mm-hmm. that character and her song. And just a second, I relate to that one. Well, I relate to so many of these characters. And then it's, yeah. you. I think most people do eventually come out from the movie thinking, okay, I relate most to this character, but it, there are elements of and lyrics to the different songs that I think really stand out as, oh yeah, like surface pressure has a lot of stuff in the lyrics that I think people can relate to. And also then Isabella's, that's Louisa, and then Isabella's Mm -hmm. perfectionism and feeling like everything has to be perfect. Like there's elements of all these characters that are relatable. Full disclosure, first time I watched it, I fell asleep. (laughs) That was just not boredom, just nature of being a very tired mom and movie night (laughs) but then when I watched it for the second time and sent you the crying emojis that was Louisa's song and I I was very much like oh I didn't expect this character (sighs) the lyrics the song to be hitting me the way that it is 
and also okay let's let's sit with this yeah and i and it is like almost so much to take in i think that's why we do watch it multiple times because yeah. it is so much to take in it's like you almost have to you have to almost listen to the soundtrack over and over again and watch it again to be to because it's there's too much coming at us we're relating to so so much um mm -hmm. the lyrics that i pulled up here from louisa's song under the surface i hide my nerves and it worsens i worry something is gonna hurt us line up the dominoes a light wind blows you try to stop it tumbling but on and on it goes and then there's this bridge but wait if i could shake the crushing weight of expectations would that free some room up for joy or relaxation or simple pleasure? Mm -hmm. how, many, how many of us in our world can relate to that? Mm -hmm. um, and then she, the very next line is, instead we measure this growing pressure keeps growing, keeps growing, because all we know is pressure. I think that's really relatable to a lot of people in our culture, in yeah. our world. A goal of ours through Cardigan Academy and something I see evolving from this movie is people now have shorthand for vocabulary to explain internal things externally through conversation and to find that community and process it with emotionally safe people. Yeah, I think you're right. And it's interesting to in our cloops, our therapy 101, our parenting, all of our cloops, all of the things that we do, we place such an emphasis on being able to recognize and label our feelings. It's something you and I work on ourselves because you can always be working on that the feelings wheel, all these things we talk about, having a, like you just said, having a movie, having lyrics, having something that you can put words on the internal to express externally. We had a moment uh, recently where one of our clients and one of our groups said, you know, I know we don't talk about Bruno, but yeah. you know, we need to talk about Bruno. Yeah. And it was really funny because we weren't even talking about Encanto and it was still shorthand and we all knew what that meant. Yeah. <laughs> and where Inside Out gave us an actual persona for each of these emotions. Encanto is giving us names of characters to relate to these family roles that we fill, mm -hmm. whether we realize it or not, it is suddenly blasted into pop culture to say, who do you relate to most? Or like the quiz you had sent me, we'll link to it in the post about this podcast episode on cardiganacademy.com. Um, the quiz was nice because it was well first of all stacy always likes to send me quizzes and make sure we get the same we're gonna get the same result we always get the same result we really do <laughs> doesn't matter what quiz it is <laughs> but this one was nice because it was which two characters are you mm -hmm. a blend of and we got mirabelle and antonio totally related to mirabelle through the whole, whole movie and also just really wanted antonio's gift <laughs> in his room I was like, oh, I love that. <laughs> he had a great room. Did you hear that there's so much they wanted to explore in this? Because now people are like, I want to see Dolores's room. I want to mm. see, you know, Peppa, more of Peppa's room. They, they have so much more they want to explore about all these characters that there is talk of either a sequel or, a, which I like this idea better, a spinoff show with multiple mm. episodes that really go into it. And I would, I, I it's funny because I'm not usually one for that sort of thing. Like when Harry Potter was over and people were like, oh, I, I hope she writes more. And I was like, no, like enjoy it for what it is. And I love mm -hmm. ambiguous endings, but 
this is one that I think, yeah, if you want to make more, I am here for it because there's mm -hmm. so much to explore and the characters are so wonderful. And there's a, my kids are talk about the movie a lot with their friends. And I guess I didn't realize this and looking back on the movie, I can see it, but people say like, these are the best male characters in any Disney movie ever that like oh. you love all of them. They're just so mm -hmm. awesome. All these husbands, like they're just very supportive and these kids and Antonio and Camillo and like, they're just great, great characters. Bruno, yeah. uh, I hadn't really thought about it, but they're, they're right. I found myself thinking of how they will incorporate the movie into the Disney parks. Yeah. Like I was getting really excited about like, <laughs> what are they going to do at Animal Kingdom in relation to Antonio? <laughs> booking my ticket right now. <laughs> it's fun to think about that stuff. Our family is such, we're such big fans of Lin-Manuel Miranda and Hamilton and Tick, Tick, Boom is a great movie. And um, In the Heights, like just all the stuff that he did great. He did a great job with Moana. Man, here's a little fun tidbit for you. I wish I could remember what, I think his name was going to be Oscar. Bruno's name was going to be Oscar. And mm. it was the one name that Lynn went to the people writing the movie and saying, can we please change this character's name to Bruno? Because I have this thing I want to do in the lyrics where it, it needs to be, you know, no, 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 Bruno, no, no, no. Mm. And it, of course it works. This is the earworm song that everybody gets stuck in their heads. Um, and it works. Like, I just, I love knowing little things like that. Like yeah. he went to Colombia because he's Puerto Rican. Mm -hmm. And he said, you know, he, he, he knows Hispanic culture. He knows Spanish. He, he speaks Spanish. He, there's a lot he knows, but he wasn't super familiar with specifically Colombian culture and music. And it was really important to him to be true to the culture and the music and in the scoring and all that. So he spent time in all kinds of cities and towns in Colombia and was eating up all the local music and flavor and coffee and food because he wanted to infuse that into his songs. And I think he really, really did it. And mm -hmm. we've been rooting for Lynn to get his EGOT or PGOT for years now. And for anybody listening, if you're not familiar with that, it's the acronym for most people say EGOT. It's just that with him, you can say PGOT because he also got a Pulitzer. But it's, let's see, Pulitzer, the E is Emmy, the G is Grammy, the O is Oscars, and the T is Tony Awards, right? Mm -hmm. He has all of them except the Oscar. Mm. And once he gets an Oscar, then he gets it. He'll, he'll have an EGOT and a PGOT because he has a Pulitzer. So the song about the two caterpillars is the one that got nominated. Such yeah. a beautiful song. And he's such a talented guy you could if you had not told me he had done the music and i'd watch the movie i would know he did the music mm -hmm. um but he did such a wonderful job and these lyrics um i just keep coming back to bits and pieces of all the different songs that stand out to me so this is the one that makes me emotional with isabella's song she's the perfect golden child i love that he used the phrase golden child mm -hmm. um so she's the one that can make all the flowers grow and she says i make perfect practiced poses and i love the alliteration but this is the part right here so much hides behind my smile what could i do if i just grew what i was feeling in the moment and then she says and this is probably my favorite line of maybe all the songs 
what could I do if I just knew it didn't need to be perfect? It just needed to be. And I was like, wow, that right there is the breaking of perfectionism, the thing mm-hmm. you and I talk about and call some. What would it be like? What I've practiced this. What's it like to let go of perfectionism and just let it be what it is? It's actually really freeing, even though it's so, so scary. Yeah. I, I mean, we didn't even talk about Bruno yet. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't talked about are we going to talk about bruno i know they say we don't talk about bruno yeah. but we talk about bruno <laughs> this movie's about intergenerational trauma that's what it is it's it is generational trauma it's it's um epigenetics it mm-hmm. so i'm not trying to put you on the spot but i'm going to mm-hmm. ask you if you had to say the one thing about this movie that was not disney or or sorry that was disney the one thing about this movie that was kind of Disney, what would you say it was? Oh, I don't, I don't. So one of the criticisms I've seen of the movie, there've been very few, and I actually agree with this one. Oh, I know it. Ah! <laughs> you know, don't you? I think maybe. I want to qualify that it, this could happen. And if it happens, what wonderful insight and family healing Mm-hmm. You know what it is. It is. And Evelyn is actually the one that said it to me. Oh. She thought it was unrealistic? She just said that she would not forgive her that easily. It was a little too wrapped up with a bow that I think Abuela came around really. And I get it. This is the Disney part, right? At the end, she owns her part in what she did. The Yes, it was rooted in her trauma, but she wasn't always very nice to Mirabelle or Bruno Mm -hmm. and she strove for perfectionism and expected a lot from her family yeah and all of a sudden at the end she's like oh you know what it's it was this and I'm sorry and all is well and I just there's that Disney ending let's let's face it this family years and years of therapy yes (laughs) (laughs) this family would need a lot of therapy like and and Evelyn is my kid that went to bat for Cruella DeVille when she was little. <laughs> she just wants to make a coat. She's always the one that was like, what do you think happened to that villain? And so for her to be like, you know what? No, I'm still not a big Abuela fan. Like, <laughs> Well, and in the work we do with people, you know, and the, that's in okay. the it's number one that's okay and number two honestly most of the time it's not that quick it's just yeah. not and most people would give anything though to have a relative that you go to and present what it is you've observed and have them say oh my gosh i'm sorry you're mm-hmm. right i was wrong but that i also think that's not enough because i saw i'm in some encanto groups online and one woman said she had this experience with a relative in her family who had hurt her most of her life and she said, you know, that person did apologize and recognize that their part in making things hard. She said, but honestly, I don't buy it because there was no change in behavior. And mm, that's a We don't see that. We don't see that. If there's a sequel and Abuela truly starts treating everyone wonderfully and isn't demanding of them and goes to therapy, then maybe. <laughs> the other thing I was thinking is that we talk in all of our cloops, our parenting gentle parenting loop, our um, therapy 101 loop about the resiliency factor of one caring adult 
Mm-hmm. Right. And so the other thing I was thinking watching this is kind of two things. Mirabelle's mom, is that for her in a lot of ways? And also, it's interesting that there isn't more played out there as far as how much is occurring between Abuela and Mirabelle that maybe the parents had some ownership in, in intervening a little bit more. Yeah, because they do stand up for her to Abuela and, and point out things like, hey, this is going to be hard for her. Hey, let's, mm-hmm. they're very aware of their kids' feelings. And that's, that awareness is that's such a big deal. That is such a big but deal. They all live together, right? So even more so, it's like this uh, omnipresent pressure mm-hmm. that is going from the grandmother to the adult children and also to the grandchildren in a way yeah. that, do they do that for Louisa? Do they do that for Isabella? Mm. That's a good, that's a good question. We don't see it, right? Maybe they do and we don't see it. Mm-hmm. That's why I want more. I just want more. I know, I, I know. And I want, I feel like I need to watch it more yeah. because I'm saying some of these things and thinking this is still very much processing for oh, me. Yeah. And I'm sure I've missed things and I sure, I'm sure there's more, more to see and notice. I love that it's that kind of movie. Yeah, you just can't possibly get it all in one viewing. (laughs) The second time I watched it was in an online watch party with people who had, the majority of everyone there had seen it at least once, maybe twice, max, nine or 10 times. (laughs) Like Max is my video gamer, stays up late playing with their gamer pals, their gamer friends, and they've watched the movie together. These like, these people, these gamers in their teens and 20s are like, what in the morning? Yeah, let's watch Encanto and talk about yeah. it. Like, I love that. I just love it. They're the best. So we watched in a watch party and the, the chat was, it was so much fun. And some people were doing a watch party for the first time and said, okay, this is like my new favorite way to watch movies with friends. Mm-hmm. It was so much fun. And hearing people's insights too even as you're watching which i don't think i could have done the first time i watched it though because there's too much to take in right i even feel like that two viewings in like i'm sure there's more that i haven't seen yeah now like with max doing deep dives on it all like and telling us hey fun factor hey a little bit of trivia here hey did you notice this like there's so many cool little easter egg kind of things Mm -hmm. put in there and they just they just did such a good job with it all so the part where I get really emotional, I don't think it's a stereotypical part for people to get emotional, but it really speaks to, I mean, I was chills head to toe, teary eyed and thinking, me and Devony and Cardigan Academy. <laughs> so we are big on the community. community part. Yes. Me yes. too. Yes. I, that was the park on the whole town. That's when I lost it. Like I was just, well, I, I did have one sarcastic thought, which, which is when they're fixing the casita and they're like having to build it all. I was about to say in a very snarky manner to my family, this town better the heck show up and help this family build the casita because their magic has been there for this. They kept saying, you know, our magic is for the community and a whale is wanting to hold it together for the community and not let them down. Here they are rebuilding the house and like they better show up. Yeah. And then as I had this snarky thought, I'm gonna cry. The community shows up and there's a lyric that Lynn puts in and it's this anthemic, beautiful song. 
and they say, lay down your load. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to cry. <laughs> I've got chills all over it. And they just keep repeating. There's another thing that they say. I'm going to have to look it up. I just love that lyric. That can... And also, I was like, there it is. They say that Mirabelle doesn't have a gift. And I felt like Mirabelle because as a little girl, I often felt alone and lonely and like I didn't quite fit in. Mm -hmm. And a little bit on the outside looking in and like a big feeler and maybe people didn't really understand why I had big feelings or I could just relate to her so much. And there she is and she's caring about everybody and wanting everything to, to she was curious, right? She wanted to know what was up with Bruno. And there were a lot of things about her that were looked at as negatives by some of the family members that were actually really good things. So I, I related a lot to her. And also sometimes I have felt like jack of all trades, master of none, mm -hmm. no, but I know what's important to me and what's important to me, feelings, people, community. And then here we are building Cardigan Academy. And then at the end, she brings everyone together and everyone's healing and everyone's talking about things that were previously unspoken. And I'm just like, this is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. And also everybody better get their own therapist because <laughs> I'm going to have an issue with a young adolescent yes. person then I loved that she would hug Louisa and say, maybe you're caring too much. She could see this mm -hmm. and it's okay to plant the seed for someone. And also, I felt this hesitancy to save her from taking on too much of that then. Like, her door was the door to the whole house, which is beautiful. Mm -hmm. And a lot for, for a, a kid. still child. Yeah. 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 It's like, this can be her gift that she's just so naturally, she didn't even have to be gifted it through magic. She just so naturally is good at it. And also, mm -hmm. it is not her responsibility yeah. to do it all. And we as adults who want to do this through Cardigan Academy and help people, you're right. That is so different than being on the shoulders of a child. It even speaks a little bit about boundaries. Mm -hmm. If your room is the entire house, <laughs> maybe we should have built her like a little garden with a fence. <laughs> Started yeah. to talk about the importance of when you are a feeler, people, person, healer, it's easy to fall into roles sometimes unintentionally. Um, some people are so desperate to be seen and heard that they can lean into it a little too much at times. Yeah, that's a good point. Mirabelle needs a she shed. <laughs> she needs. <laughs> also, everyone had this special like room, right? And you're right. There's this beautiful symbolism that fits that it's now the whole house and she's the front door but you're right she needs a she needs a space that's her she needs her own she shed like <laughs> and what would be in Mirabelle's she shed I know I'm thinking that it would be things that have nothing to do with taking care of everyone else and probably a jigsaw puzzle <laughs> a jigsaw puzzle pets bird feeders outside the window for when Antonio comes over weighted blanket <laughs> food her mother would bring her amazing food yeah for her to replenish cardigan <laughs> uh. academy builds hair bells she shed <laughs> <laughs> so here's the the lyric from that song so it's the song at the end called all of you um they're they're rebuilding the casita and by the way 
soon after I saw this movie, I believe it's when we did the watch party, I literally had a dream that I was on a beach and there was all this like street corn and arepas and fish and I could eat all this food. And like, of course I had a dream about the food, but I was all about it. Apparently there's a drink in Colombia. It's hot chocolate and they melt cheese in it. I have to try this. You have to try this. It's cheese. Like I don't know if I can do chocolate and cheese. I'll think about it. I am definitely going to try this. Okay. So they said, lay down your load, lay down your load. We are only down the road. I'm like, I'm going to cry. And I've got chills all over because I think this is also so desperately what I want in my life. Mm -hmm. We have no gifts, but we are many and we'll do anything. Oh my God. We'll do anything for you. And I think that's, it makes me emotional because I just keep thinking that's my dream world. That's the world I want to live in is the one where maybe we're not all perfect and don't have gifts, but as long as we're all there for each other, mm -hmm. we can help each other make it through things. But doing stuff alone is just too hard and too much. Mm -hmm. We need each other. I am very grateful for a movie like this that has people talking about trauma, about family roles, about expectations, about mental health. More and more people are seeking out therapists. And also there's a there's a component here too that in many cultures, as this actually came up in our club the other night, in a lot of cultures, it, it's, you don't talk about this stuff. The, the whole, mm -hmm. we don't talk about Bruno. You don't talk about the people who are different. You don't talk about their quirks. Like de Bruno definitely had some stuff going on. There's a question like, was it, does he have OCD? Like he's mm -hmm. knocking on wood. There's, we don't, we just don't talk about it. And why? Oh, because the family needs to appear as perfect. And there are a lot of cultures that it's, there's almost an element of uh, shame or embarrassment that you don't go tell strangers your what's going on at home. And you don't talk to therapists about your feelings. And we just don't talk about these things, guys. Like we don't need it. We're stronger than this. And we're so perfect. So this is huge. Not only that everyone's talking about it, but also certain cultures are talking about it more mm -hmm. where it was considered not okay before. I'm excited. I'm excited that people are talking about these things and that we have this great shorthand because if you yeah, come to Cardigan Academy, we're going to talk about Bruno. That's what I was just going to say. <laughs> if you're looking for a community to continue talking about this, please reach out to us. We have many ways that you are always welcome and many different possibilities, depending on what you're looking for, that there is a community waiting for you. So our announcements are that we have a free virtual Click and Connect support group available to anyone. It's always the first Wednesday of each month from 8 to 9.30 p.m. Eastern, and you can find more information about that on our cardiganacademy.com under events. You can also on our website, sign up for wait lists for various cloops that we are forming. Cloop, remember, is our fun word for part class and part support group. They're always 90 minutes long, lots of good information, lots of good community. So we already have our Therapy 101 and Parenting, Gentle Parenting 101. You'll also see a link there for a grief cloop and for teen cloop. There's been a request for teens and tweens and that sort of thing. So we are in the process of forming them. So if you're interested, get on our wait list. If you are listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you can rate the Cardigan Academy podcast. And that's just a great and easy way to support us. I'm excited about my extracurricular this week, but I was going to ask you first what, oh, what so you have. 
Mine's quick and easy. It has been over a year now that we have subscribed to the magazine The Week Junior, and it is a weekly magazine, just current events, a lot of world news, science stuff, puzzles, books and games, that video games that are coming out, movies for kids. And so it's just um, a nice way for families to stay up on current events with their kids. Well, it reminds me of the adult version, right? Of, uh, well, we used to get Time and uh, mm -hmm. US News. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Newsweek. And I feel like there's a whole bunch. So it's nice they have them for kids. Mm -hmm. Okay, so my extracurricular is a new podcast. And our family watched the movie Being the Ricardos. I'm a huge I Love Lucy fan. I grew up with it. It's my one of my comfort shows. I love her. I've always felt like kinship to her. She's someone I actually wrote in my childhood journal and put in my scrapbook about how sad I was the day she died. Oh, it's like 1989. So I was a freshman in high school. I just, I adored her. Her character on I Love Lucy is a spunky spitfire, doesn't take no for an answer. If she really wants something, she goes after it. I, I could always relate to that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she was funny and I just loved her so much. I mean, just, she's, truly one of the most amazing comedians of well ever ever she's just she's just wonderful and so our family visited jamestown new york when the kids were little and we went to all her hometown things all the stuff like I, we love the show and i was talking about the show in a group chat and my friend eric said you know there's a wonderful podcast that really goes in depth all about lucy and it's called it's, i think it's through turner classic movies I'm not clear too if it was like a show they turned into a podcast or how it works, but they have this podcast called The Plot Thickens. They'll do like a series of different things. So they have this entire series about Seal Ball, about her childhood and when she went to New York and when she went to Hollywood. And I just listen as I'm getting ready and I get so excited about the things I hear. And then I excitedly tell my husband while saying, do you want to hear this? Like, am I, cause I know I'm excited. <laughs> and then, you know, he told me the other day, I, it's so cute how excited you get about these things. Okay. Cause I recently learned that she auditioned for the role of Scarlett O'Hara in Gone with the Wind. Mm. I never knew that. And apparently it wasn't just like, oh, she auditioned. I believe she was invited to audition and they got her a, a coach to work on her, like to work on a Southern accent. Like they were kind of serious about her mm. and holy cow like i've never would have pictured lucille ball as scarlett o'hara and i guess i'm kind of glad it didn't work out because the world got i love lucy so yeah fun podcast if you're interested in learning more about parenting education and mental health from our therapist teacher team check us out at cardiganacademy.com and we are also on social media on facebook instagram and youtube <laughs>